coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey, everybody. It's the Rob and Mike podcast. Hi. I'm <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Rob. And this is the Mike and Rob podcast. Today, we are true to our opening little... Um, it's not a theme song, but it's an intro. We are? We are coming to you live from Rob's... Well, not living room. The living room's kind of basically there. It's the, 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 We're main, in the, dining. the main room. Called yeah. the main room, I so guess. So it's all one big room here? Yeah, yeah. Well, We're, now that they removed the wall, it's... There was they a wall tore there? down the wall. That was a wall? Yeah, well, that's why the beam's there. Wow. So anyway, we are at Rob's new house. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we are basically sitting at the kitchen, well, dining room table. Yeah, so, dining but table. It's, it's a dining table, but it's all in the main room. Yeah, it's all one big room. Okay, cool. So, uh, Rob, welcome back from Hawaii. Yeah, I'm now actually back, not like before. Where you pretended to be back, but you had just gone pretended there. to be back. Yes, but now I'm actually back. Um, so tell me about Hawaii. I mean, it was pretty cool. Is it like a V sound in there? Hawaii? That's how they always do it. Whenever there's like a recording or something, welcome to the island of Hawaii. So it is the V sound. And they always drag out the E sound at the end. It's just, it sounds very tropical that way. You gotta like stop your voice entirely in the middle of the word. Hawaii. Basically. Yeah. Hawaii. (laughs) How was it? You know, it's cool. Well, actually, maybe you don't know. I don't um, know anything. Have you been to Hawaii? Never. Okay. I've been to Tijuana. Yes. And you I said it right. I, I did. It's not Tijuana. Right. It's Tijuana. People yeah. are confusing it with marijuana. <laughs> there's an extra <laughs> Which on is, there. You know, it makes sense. There's definitely a well, connection There's a correlation there. of some sort. Um, no, and I've been to a couple cities in Canada, and that was it. So outside of the continental U.S., that's it. Well, this is the first time I've been to the Big Island. That's the one that still has all the volcanic activity. Right. Um, didn't see anything volcanic. Yeah. Volcanically no, active. No Vulcans. <laughs> but uh, as you, as you, the airport's crazy. I got to start there because it's the first open air airport I've ever been to. What does that mean? Like you roll up in the plane and you look and you're at the airport, but it's a very small collection of buildings that just look like huts kind of. With like a couple walls in between them. Really? So I'm like, That's wow, the this airport's really small. So we get out and th- there's no jetway. There were, they, they roll up the, the walkway. Well, the it's like stairs. a ramp now. They have a, a, a ramp that goes out from the plane and then cuts back to, um, so people who have trouble with stairs can sure. walk down a ramp rather than go down the stairs. Or wheel down. Whee! Right. We were in the way back of the plane. We were in, in the children's section, which was awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there's extenuating circumstances that are beyond my comprehension, not being a parent, but I still fail to see the reason why you would bring an infant to Hawaii. Well, I just don't see what they're going to get. Bringing out an of infant it. to Hawaii is one thing, but just bringing them on a plane is the worst. But sometimes you have to. I, I mean, it, like I said, maybe there's things beyond my comprehension as a non-parent, but it would seem to me that if. I have a baby. I'm just going to tell everybody, like, you guys have to come out here. <laughs> you I'm have not, to visit me. I'm not subjecting my child to the the stress of air travel at such a young age and, and, and the constant barrage of diseases that come at you when you're on an airplane as well, yeah. trapped in a room with 300 other people. I don't see what the, the, the infant child is going to get out of this Hawaiian vacation you're taking them on. Well, my parents want to take my... Uh, niece, my my sister's baby, who's a year and a half, to the Art and Wind Festival that's coming up this weekend, and I'm like, this is for you, right? This isn't for the kid. The kid's yeah. not gonna. I mean, she's gonna have fun in the moment, as we all should strive to do. Maybe you will. Maybe not be, you. Will I mean, not they, be, they, you have no idea what they're gonna be able to comprehend about all this. I don't think they might see. They no, might the, see a clown and freak out and. <laughs> Maybe. Now and become agoraphobic and then just never leave the house. Is that the word for a fear of clowns? It's like fear for being outside. I know that. <laughs> um, no, okay, it's a, it's a clownophobic. I just think it's it should be more about building a memory. Like, what's what's your favorite movie? Uh, movie memory from um, from being a year and a half. Um, <laughs> that is you... really good BM once, but <laughs> I think that might have been when I was two. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I, right. I can't remember anything before it was like four. Uh, yeah, I think like two and a half or three is my earliest memory. Yeah, I so, really don't remember a whole lot. Um, so it's kind of like, what's the point? It's just for you, isn't it, Mom? Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just she and wants. Then to at be... that point, just get a babysitter. You'll enjoy yourself way <laughs> yeah, more you anyway. Go to, the, go to the Art and Wind Festival by yourself. <laughs> well, you you are. It's not like Basically. you could be like, "Hey, Junior, what do you think about all this?" Well, she does. She likes things. She's she's the kid is fun and has. She likes to laugh and she she points. Who doesn't at, like to laugh. She she points at things and goes ooh and cool and she'll say cool. That's like one of her funny things that she does. She also learned to fist bump and well, yeah. in order to get people to do that, she says to them, "Not cools, not cools, yeah, knuckles, but it's not cools." <laughs> So she can say cool and ooh, she can do a fist pump and is completely proficient on an iPad. Yeah. She did this awesome spreadsheet for the <laughs> next year's taxes. We're just ready to go. Um, so I have a couple things I'm going to cover here uh, real quick. Um, I was going to dive into a couple. Oh, wait. Hold on. I forgot about the, the airport thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We didn't finish that. <laughs> How was Hawaii? <laughs> No, I got to tell you about the open air airport. Open air airport? Airport. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we get off and we're in the way back of the plane and we're like, oh, okay, we got to sit here forever. Like while we wait for every single row in front of us to get out of the plane, it's like one of the most frustrating things, especially after a five hour flight, you just yeah. want to get off the plane. And all of a sudden there, we hear the captain over the loudspeaker, uh, we're reeling down the uh, the stairs towards the back of the plane so passengers in the back of the plane can deplane back there. I'm like, nice. Surprise. So now we were like the third row from the back. So we were yeah. one of the first few people off the plane going out the back of the plane. It was sweet. So it's basically the terminal is open air. Um. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. There's like a couple, a couple overpasses. There's like are... a couple of shops that have walls around them and doors and those little parts are yeah. air conditioned, but some of them are just like open shops. But yeah, for the most part, it's just like roofs with, with support struts underneath it and there's seats and like normal gates and every, it's basically an airport without walls. Wow. It was kind of crazy. That's cool. So it was cool. Yeah. It let in a lot of the, like, you know, the, the nice weather that's there and everything. I also get the feeling that it's a little bit of. You know what, man? We're just not going to do it like the mainlanders, <laughs> like those Howleys. We, we're not part the of their Howleys, system, yeah. you know? Like, we're we're totally laid back. We're Lyman. We're going to do it our way, man. <laughs> we're going to do this shit with flip-flops on, yo. Yeah. Totes. <laughs> and we're going to do this with a lay, and we're going to play a little ukulele, and we're going to... And it's going to take three years longer than it should, because <laughs> we're on island time. Island time. So how was... And you were there for a week. Yeah, we uh, we flew out on a company thing, totally company sponsored. Nice. Betsy won the trip through our company, so, so only we got, like we got special f- special people got to go. Yeah, yeah. There was only a handful of people from our actual company that got to go. Um, Betsy just won it outright, and the other people who could win the trip, they had to like go through a drawing. Right. Right. But Betsy automatically won her trip because she did so well at her job. Performance spaced. So that, that was awesome. Nice. Cool. So we had the assistant vice president on the same flight out with us. The AVP? That's right. The alien versus predator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So he comes out with us. He's on our flight. It's him and his wife. They they took the same flight. We're doing the same rental car company. So we get to the rental car place. And I'm a car guy. Love, love cars ever since, like one of my, we were talking about earliest memories. Mine is like playing with Hot Wheels. Right, right. So we, I mean, I have those memories as of like last week. So <laughs> so we get to the rental car place and they call my name first because it's just basically like me and him, yeah. and, you know, me and Betsy and him and his wife getting off the, the shuttle. Right. And they're like, okay, so Rob, we have a Hyundai <laughs> SUV. We have a Chevy Malibu. Or a Chevy Camaro convertible. And I was just like, uh, duh. Like, <laughs> did you really have to ask? You, did you start with those first two for any reason? <laughs> yeah, I just looked at him. I'm like, uh, I'll take the Camaro. <laughs> Betsy, of Is course, trick Betsy, question? of course, was beside herself. She's like, oh, it's a small car. How are we going to fit our bags in there? You're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't throw matter. The, throw the bags away. <laughs> and she was just like, okay, fine. I'll let you like, I know you like cars. I'll let you have the, <laughs> let you have the car. And the bags fit in the back. Totally fine. Surprisingly. Yeah. We couldn't put, couldn't put the top down, but. What? It's well, a convertible. The, yeah. Where does the top go? 
when it's down into space. I don't yeah, know. In the space in the trunk. <laughs> okay, where all the bags are. Right, right. So, as we're walking, uh, the eight, the vice president, who's who's British, behind us, British. He hears like that whole exchange that goes on, and I know he's kind of a car guy too. So as we're walking away, we hear him. We hear the national car rental guy talking to him, and all we hear out of him is convertible, convertible. So Betsy and I are just like throwing that around. So wait, we was he like, ordering the same car as you? Yeah, it was oh, like okay. well, he got the same choice I did. First, yeah, I, I was thinking like, at first I thought you meant he didn't, he wasn't going to get that one because you took it. No, no, I, no, I, th- I thought it was the only one. But, oh, but I, those I, are the three kinds. Of I hear cars the guy have. ask him, you know, we have this, this. I didn't hear exactly what he was saying because I was really excited about getting to drive a new Camaro <laughs> around that was convertible. But yeah, as we're walking away, just hearing convertible, 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 Jaguar. <laughs> oh, if only it had been a Jaguar, that would have been awesome. Jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> how, yeah, how Betsy was and I Camaro? were just saying that to each other like the whole time. Just, convertible. We just look at each other and just go convertible. <laughs> just cracking each other up with that. Um, it was actually kind of a piece of crap. Really? Yeah, the car. I mean, it had some giddy up and it had um, paddle shifters on it, yep, which are like yep. little switches behind the steering wheel right. that you can use to change gears if you want. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of it was like kind of fun. I mean, it was fun to drive, but you're on whole, you're on the island. Yeah, so you're not really the, in the car. The top much. speed limit is fifty five, and if you really do much more than that, you're kind of just asking to get a ticket. And if you get pulled over in Hawaii with a California driver's license, like you're just you're not going to talk your way out of it. I just kind of look at you like feel so much like Sammy Hagar at that point. Goddamn Howley and like I can't drive. You'd be lucky if you don't get three tickets. They just just, are they kind of racist there for against I don't know mainlanders. I I was talking about this today with somebody and it's like I kind of was waiting for someone to get mad at me for something I did and call me like a stupid Howley or something (laughs) because it made me think about a Louis C.K. bit where he's just like I'm a white American male like there's nothing you can say that's gonna hurt my feelings (laughs) I win every game (laughs) of life yeah well it's just like what call me a honky oh okay (laughs) I'll be a honky then yeah fine so is this crackers is this this your new bit doesn't hurt me is this your new bit where all you do is is uh, refer to louis ck in every episode yes (laughs) now time for the louis ck joke of the day (laughs) i know he's just a big influence on me right now as far as comedians do you watch his show louis oh yeah Luck, yeah, and then he had Lucky Louie before that, but it got canceled really quick or something. Yeah, like that. and that it was, was on that HBO. was on HBO. It was it was okay. I watched a few episodes. I like Louie better. It's it's I don't know it's kind of dark. It's but. it is dark. It's a dark comedy, and it but it it's funny. But uh, yeah, yeah well, we may have to incorporate Rob's Louis C.K. joke of the day <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Maybe we just put that one together right now. Um, but it so, was a good trip. Good, good, good. weather. And you, had a had a good. Time. You brought me uh, an idol. Oh, yeah. I hear dogs. Yeah, they're are there here. dogs here. Yeah, they're so probably... real quick. We'll talk about that while you were in Hawaii. I was house sitting for you. Yeah, not only house sitting because the house sits itself pretty well. Yeah, we probably could have left it alone if there weren't dogs. So tell us a little bit about your dogs, <laughs> or they can do it themselves. Yeah, Chubbs is trying to do it himself. <laughs> so I've got I've got two dogs. Um, the first, our first. What dog, kind of dogs are they though? First dog is that we got was Izzy. Yeah, the little white one. The little white one. The a girl. dog I never in a hundred years would have thought I would have ended up with. Betsy begged me for a dog for the longest time. Yeah. And I always just, I was like, okay, we can get a dog. But I grew up with like a boxer. Right, a big so dog. So I wanted some, not a big dog, but like a nice medium-sized dog. Like well, 40 to 60 your, pounds. Your boxer, Dinah. Okay. <laughs> your boxer, Dinah, was, I mean, you got her when she was a puppy when you were little. Yeah, but she grew up to be pretty big. And she was like for 50 pounds maybe. Yeah, that's I mean it's not a it's not a husky or a giant like wolf or anything. I definitely didn't want something that was like 80 or 90 pounds. Right. I mean, not only just having them around is just a big pain in the butt. But like they tend to have Chubs, we're trying to talk about you. <laughs> they tend to have a lot of problems. So anyway, Betsy well, the short story is Betsy ended up getting a dog from someone we work with. Oh, and, okay. You know, what kind of well, dog is Izzy though? She's a uh, half Pomeranian and half Maltese. So wow, two she's so exotic. Really, like cutesy, woozy little. And when you put those together, you get a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> I think because that's exactly what she is. She's she like is. afraid of her shadow. She's afraid of everything, <laughs> unless somebody comes to the front door or 
Well, then she's yeah. Or there's an animal on the other side of the fence. Oh, then then she's ready to tear shit up. That's right. (laughs) She's like, I don't care what it is. It's gonna die. So I was dog sitting all week, and then and then you also got Chubbs a little while. Chubbs later. was a year later. He's he's half pug and half poodle. A puggle? No, that's already taken. Oh, a, yeah, that's a beagle, a, poog? a beagle and a and a pug. So how about just a poog? Poog or poogle? A poogle. Okay. Um, I actually it's I hate saying this <laughs> because the real name for it is just it's almost worse than what Izzy is <laughs> is. A pugapoo. <laughs> right. That's pretty lame. <laughs> That's really just, I don't even call him that. Um, so uh, Izzy is a little white female dog, a little white bitch. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Chubbs is a big black boy dog. Well, he's not bigger. He's, he's not bigger big. than Izzy. He's bigger, yeah. Izzy's nine pounds. She weighs less than most cats. Yeah. So she's. But she's not, she's a little, she's bigger than a chihuahua. And she follows, uh, chubs around the house and does she a little bit and then well the, the and if if she's in another room and starts barking chubs comes running like what what i oh, want in on fun. this so um i was here house sitting all week and they were good they're they're pretty well they just hang out and they want to go outside and play a little bit but that's it they don't like crap on the on the floor in the house or anything and they don't bark it sure. well <laughs> I, I the whole week i was here they didn't did they Izzy had a little issue where she was like, she liked to just poop in dark corners of the house. Did she do that while I was here? I don't think you so. You didn't find anything, did you? Well, you can usually smell it. Before. Yeah, I couldn't smell it. I don't yeah, think no, she left she anything fine, anywhere. As far as I can um, tell. And uh, yeah, they just, they just, they're cuddle bugs too. They want to like oh, yeah, sit he's on your the worst. Lap. He's like the most codependent <laughs> creature I've ever met. He, I call him my shadow. He just follows me around everywhere. And yeah. he does not like to be alone. Like he is right now. No, he's not. He's with Izzy. Oh, they're together. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. As long as he's got Izzy, he's fine. Oh, uh, okay. If we were to put him back there by himself, he'd be barking his head off. He'd be going crazy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Why is there no other person or dog here? I'm the last animal on <laughs> Earth. Yeah. I am legend. He amazes me with his ability to recognize English words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, otherwise, I kind of think he's Well, a the certain ones like food. Uh, or dinner or whatever you call it when yeah. you tell him to go eat or ball ball yeah, rope he knows the rope yeah his Toy. little tug rope i don't know we don't know. yeah he knows and he knows outside a surprising number of words. they both know outside if you go you guys want to go outside they just bolt over the door yep um anyway i had a fun time i enjoyed many of your uh movie channels um i uh, used your car which was fun it's got the bluetooth i could be listening to my earbuds in the house like a pod, listen to a podcast, walk out to your car, get in the car, turn on the car. It instantly goes to the car stereo. I'm just like, this is the future. <laughs> this is amazing. Never have to it's skip a, space, a beat. It's a space car. Yeah, it's a total space car. Um, anyway, that was fun. I spent a week here without you and hung out and yeah, ordered pizza. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was cool. And he'd go to Hawaii again. I don't care. I'll do it again. All right. Um, you got it. So we got some music news that I'm going to dive into. <gasps> The first and foremost is this gentleman here you see on the screen. Are you sure that's a man? Uh, it's 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 androgynous in a way. Um, oh, okay. It's a dead man. His yes. name is Michael Jackson. And well, his he, name was his name was Michael Jackson. Well, I know. I guess he, he and still he, is Michael Jackson. He will. Izzy, we're trying to talk about the King of Pop. Um, so Michael Jackson put out a new album this week. I don't know if you heard about it. <laughs> is it like Tupac, in, um, um, sort of. Basically. In, uh, Chappelle show. Had you have you heard about this at all? Yeah, I've heard about it. Okay, so it, it's a bunch of. Uh, I think you played some songs for me. Oh, I met. Yeah, this was before it actually came out. I had downloaded uh, uh, what I thought was a leaked version of the album, but it was really just a bunch of the demos that had been out for a while. Okay, uh, they didn't even get the track listing exactly right. But the new album consists of well, the first single is called "Love Never Felt So Good," and the original version of it is from like 1982, around the Thriller time, or maybe a little after, with Paul Anka. I'll play a little bit of it for you here. So it's Michael Jackson singing. Is this from recorded back in like the 80s? Yes, this is the original version. Okay. So and it doesn't ever like build up to anything it's got a little bit of a chorus that i just didn't like it that much because i it just really feels like a demo but it's very like it's just raw it's paul anka playing piano michael jackson singing and snapping his fingers it's like acapella except with music <laughs> and you know he's doing that like little wavy thing he does with his body <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so this is... And then he's got a layered vocal here, or he's got backup singers, I'm not sure. So that became the first single, but the, in the updated version here, with Justin Timberlake on it. <laughs> but you know he would have done If Michael Jackson were still alive, he would have yeah. eventually gotten around to doing a thing with Justin Timberlake. And I like hey, this hey, one better. JT. Right, J, J to the... J Tizzle. J Tizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Same song. But it's got like a... A, a disco little, thing to a it. A little Chubbs beat in the back. Chubbs barking on it. He's like, Ruff. <laughs> Ruff. Chubbs remix. <laughs> um, what's cool about this is that it feels like something off of the Off the Wall album from like 77. It feels like that disco era of Michael Jackson again. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then I like the original version of the titles track, which is called Xscape. Xscape. Which is very. Sounds like a roller coaster. <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of like the. Why I hate to put, say that why this. Why not just is, put the E on there? I don't know. You know why? Because let me ask you a question about that. That's why. <laughs> Let's face it. There's a certain community, not everybody of that race, but a certain community. And white white guys aren't doing it ever. They <laughs> feel like they get their ass kicked. They try to talk like well, that. Well, that's but, not true at all. Well, there's some there's, there's some plenty white of guys that, that do that that try to sound like idiots. The ebonics thing. So sounds like they need a grammar lesson. Oh, don't let's not get into that yet. But <laughs> this is escape. But Michael Jackson never says escape in the song. He calls it escape. But this feels like something out of the bad or thriller, bad or dangerous era. So like early nineties. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say bad. This is definitely like the thriller. Or I keep the, saying thriller, the Fox. The Fox TV specials airing his video. That would be like, dangerous. Okay, yeah, that's right. So let me get to the chorus of this one really quick. There we go. Got to escape. So I like this. This was like the '90s version of this song. But what they did with this was they went into the vaults. They got a bunch of songs that they liked that never really either just weren't finished or didn't fit on an album. Um, from just sort of blended them together into one. No, album. no, 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 no. They, they, yeah, they, but they cherry picked them and then they went and redid them, like contemporaryized them, contemporized them. Basically, just added a beat to it and like. <laughs> no, not a beat. Like all did of they, these songs. Did they? Oh, I'm here's, ruining it because I can't think of the name of it. Auto tune. Auto tune. Yeah, you know Don't what? Say it you know what you Michael have it, Rob. <laughs> you know what Michael Jackson needs is to be auto tuned. <laughs> I know that's what made me laugh so much. <laughs> so this is slave to the rhythm, the original version. So I'm playing the original versions here. Um, and we'll get into the last place this song was played, uh, which was on the Billboard Music Awards the other night. I'll get into that in a minute. So, but what they did then was they redid it. Here's the updated version of it. It's like a million more, you know, percussion instruments and yeah, way a ton of that clickety clackety shit. And so we're go gonna back put to the original. It's way simpler with the original version. I'm not as into it. What the original? Yeah, it's not blowing me away with sound. <laughs> I need a million. My, my sounds. mind needs more going on. Um, and there's the very '80s kind of. <laughs> it sounds like uh, a Steve Winwood song from the '80s or something. It's like a little one of those little Casio pianos yeah. you get that's only 22 keys. So, um, but the song that is really good. Do you know where your children are? Which is an ironic kind of a name for a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave that one alone. It's probably best to do that, but um, let me make sure. That's that just a little too easy. It is, but what it's about is uh, sex slavery and you know kidnapping people or, or talking young underage girls into prostitution and stuff like that. So it's about the sex trade, basically, that is an epidemic in this world. So, but it's a really good song. I kind of like the the new version a little better. So they did they did kind of update the songs to make them sound good in certain cases. Um, let's see. So were any of these songs songs he was working on? Yeah, when he these died? are. Okay. Um, I don't know about the time he died, but I just like the. Uh, this has got a little bit of a. 
Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Well, break it down, Mama say, Mama say, Mama Break it down, bust it. They just kind of use the same progression of the chorus, of the chords, same kind of notes. Yeah. So it reminded me a little bit of that. He also did. This song's called a place, a place with no name. Sound familiar? Where the streets have no name? No. No. I've been through the desert. Yeah. Okay. So he took that one and kind of redid it. And then without, they, without no name. Without no name. And now then when they redid it, you know, because they contemporized it. Of course. This kind of has a little bit of a... I kind of feel like I'm in the year like 2020 now, <laughs> listening to this. It's like, so futuristic. It's like years ahead of its time. <laughs> so they kind of took away some of that, you know, homage to the original song by America, of course, with no name. I don't know. I, there's Sometimes I prefer the originals on this, but it's a, you know what it is? Is it's a decent album. It's a... It's not the best Michael Jackson album, not by a long shot. I mean, if you're a fan of Michael Jackson, this is definitely some new material. It's, so. it's stuff. And some of it, some of the originals had been floating around on the internet, I guess. I read. I had never heard any of these. Um, but I kind of give it like a B-. It's not It's not horrible. His last album okay. that he did, Invincible, was like a D. <laughs> so <laughs> it, I mean, it's better than that one. So Is it ironic that the album Invincible came out right before he died? Well, maybe not <laughs> it right before. It was like but... 10 years before. But yeah, it's, he was like, first I'm going to be a thriller. Then I'm going to be bad. <laughs> then I'm going to be dangerous. And then I'm going to be invincible. And then I'm going to die. <laughs> so that's what happened. Um, I mean, so, he'll, he'll always have bad and thriller to fall back on. And, and then on and Sunday night. History will remember him for those. I don't know if you saw this, but Sunday night he, he performed at the uh, Billboard Music Awards. Oh, so they had another uh, another hologram? Yeah. Have you not seen this? I have not seen it, but I mean, I, I've heard about the Tupac hologram right this is um a different company than the one that made the tupac hologram um let's see if I well, can make it when are they screen. gonna <clears throat> okay well that crashed uh playing the hologram <laughs> video crashed our recording yeah, your program. computer can't handle recording us both at the same time and, and michael jackson and michael jackson so yes. uh, uh i will i will just mention that he was uh they did a hologram video of uh in in front of a live audience the billboard music awards which but it wasn't like the Tupac hologram. I think that one was better. Like the Tupac hologram was out on the stage at at Coachella, right? Yeah, I think it was. And this, well, this was on a stage, but it looked like it was a movie no, but screen. It was like it was on a movie. It was on a projection screen. Um, it wasn't three dimensional. The like guy the who Tupac did one tried to be the guy who did the the body and the dancing. The uh, the impersonator did a really good job. The face just doesn't look like Michael. I mean, it looks like Michael, but not doesn't close look realistic. Enough. Not not close enough. And we should be able to do better than that, but. I'm um, disappointed in us. I mean, I mean, we, our technology, the place that we're at now, we should be able to do that better. But it was a, it was a cool tribute, uh, and you know, it wasn't the greatest song Michael Jackson's ever done. But it was kind of, and it wasn't. Here's my problem: a lot of people were freaking out about, it, like, oh, this is terrible. I'm so you know, outraged by this, and it's like people were upset by that. Yeah, and they were really? like, well, there, well, yeah, I can justify it by saying, oh, it's such a money grab, you know, and that's like, yeah, it kind of is, and. Of course Let's it is. Just, what do you think they're doing those shows for? To hand out awards? There's two. Well, not. They are handing out awards at the Billboard show. I know, show, but, but that's not why they do that show. It wasn't like they started handing out awards to be nice. To, for fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the entire industry kind of. There are people who are pissed off that they're putting out posthumous music from Michael Jackson. Like, we just want to, you know, take the rest of the money, squeeze the rest of the public for their money that they're still willing to pay for Michael Jackson stuff. And it's like, Duh. to me, it's like, yeah, but they're willing to pay for it. They want to hear it. So yeah. If, yeah. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Don't buy don't it. Listen to or, it. Yeah. It's like people who get upset, you know, that they show things on TV. It's like, you could change the channel. Yeah. I bet you have more than a few. Uh, I get mad that there's stupid stuff on TV. I'm like, it's all so oh, I stupid. I love the stupid but, stuff. I mean, <laughs> oh, that it's show you. Rid- You're the one keeping that shit going. That show ridiculousness on MTV is just hilarious. I don't, I don't know why MTV. I can't. It's basically like Tosh.0, only <laughs> not quite as good, but on more frequently. Um, I don't know. I can't get enough of watching videos where people 
no, doing I'm, stupid shit hurt themselves. I, I mean, get that. But I mean, just like really bad sitcoms where it's like we're kind of past the age of sitcoms in a way. Oh, and yeah. they're still making like some of the worst sitcoms ever made right people, now. Apparently people are watching them because the CBS is always like, we're the number one network on TV. It's like for really? people 90 and over. Yeah. I mean, are the baby boomers watching it? Because uh, I'm not. CBS. I, is, can't, I, I, I just can't watch sitcoms. Even sitcoms I used to like. Yeah, you were I saying can't you can't. Watch. You were saying Seinfeld isn't holding Seinfeld, up for yeah, you these days. It doesn't hold up for me. I don't know if I it's because I'm so familiar with the episodes that I already know what's coming. But maybe. But I think you're nuts on that. I think Seinfeld is timeless. It's classic. So, um, a couple other things uh, in the music thing I wanted to kind of touch on. Jack White's got a new album coming out, and uh, let me see if I can find that track for you because the the single he put out he put out one single that was an instrumental. Is it and just that was him cool. this time? Or? Yeah, it's just a Jack White album. He's not. Oh, it's not White Stripes. He's okay. not. The White Stripes are broken up. I don't think they're getting back together. Yeah, I heard his sister like suffers from horrible stage fright or something. Something weird like that. And then um, the he's got a couple other bands, but um, this this one is just another solo. And this is the the first single to come out that wasn't. There was an instrumental before this one, but this is him singing on it. So he's got some funk going on on this one. So it's a fun song. It's called Lazaretto. Hmm. Is that like Lazarus? No, a Lazaretto, I looked it up, is a, it's like where they put Napoleon when he was in prison. It's, it's a put a place, put someone to forget him there. Oh, okay. He actually refers to what's the island where they put Napoleon? Um, Corsica? No, no, no. That was uh, Christopher Columbus. I'm thinking. Of. Anyway, they—it's a cool song. It, it rocks. It's just got a heavy funk, electric buzz rock sound to it. Is that what this is called? Buzz rock? I'm just—it's a buzzy. It's a fuzz box sound of the. I think distortion. you just coined a new type of music, my buzz friend. Rock. No, I think MTV did that back in the day. It was. <laughs> it was referring Extreme to rock. No, buzz rock was like, it's what people are buzzing about. It's the popular rock music at the time. Wasn't that pop rock then? No, those are pop rocks. That's a different. Oh, thing. okay. Anyway, oh, pop rock. Thought you might. <laughs> Don't drink coke while you're eating this. Ah, oh, the MythBusters busted that myth. <laughs> myth busting ago. Myth busted. Anyway, cool Jack White song because I know you don't hear enough new music, so I figured I, that might I have to be. I listen to the radio, but they always they yeah. you know it's the you got it's almost like you got to dig they it play up what they get paid days. to play. It is never producers. and it has never been easier. There used to be producers whose jobs was to dig up the new thing that's going to be the next big sound. They don't have those anymore, and now it's up to you, the individual, to find what's big to you. So right because they all the it seems like all the. All they play on the radio anymore are songs that sound good in a commercial. Like that's seriously what they're looking for—a song yeah. they can market, yeah, and and get paid royalties on Which, by putting it in commercials or on TV. Or and sometimes movies. those songs are great, but not sometimes they are not every day. You want to hear those same, and it's just a lot of the same bullshit. That and maybe this is us getting old. We've talked about this. Yep, that's entirely possible. Um, but I just think the music that we had in junior high and high school, <laughs> which is so the time better, which is the time that everybody <laughs> thinks is the best. Yep. We had some really good music. I mean, just the whole grunge movement was so awesome that we really lucked out to have that. And, um, you know, Metallica was, was kind of bridging the, mainstream rock and the metal yeah. thing. And that kind of brought some metal into the mainstream. And that was just cool. It was a cool time. But, um, and then there's people who would look at that time and say, Oh, it was fucking horrible. I hated that. Yeah. Punk, punk was dead. <laughs> so what I, good I, is I, it? I knew some people who were like really big Metallica fans who hated everything from the black album on. Oh yeah. They, they I know. hated the black album. Oh, it was so commercial. Because they I'm wanted like, so the speed metal. Good. They wanted the thrash. The, the thrash metal band that Metallica was before that. I guess. I, yeah, I guess. And I think it's, their it's last album. Injustice for All, but. Their last album was a return to a lot of that thrash stuff, but it still held on to some of the songwriting yeah. um, that they had learned to do, um, kind of a more uh, 
modern rock or or I just should just call it mainstream rock song um what's structure song structure I should say hmm. um anyway okay um so speaking of bands from our youth new right. foo new foo so I was here house sitting and I'm flipping through channels on your TV and this guy Dave Grohl comes up on a show this oh, this one guy this one guy and it was like on a black and white no it was a I think it was in color but it was no, it was black and white. They were shooting in black and white with a totally white background, kind of like this photo that we're looking at. And Dave Grohl is being interviewed by someone I didn't know. This guy does an interview series called Off Camera, and you can look them up on uh, on the web, and you can watch all of them for free, and then you can also uh, do the podcast version of it. And I listened to it again afterwards, but I saw a great interview with this uh, guy, with Dave Grohl. And people who are listening, go check it out. If you're a fan of Dave Grohl, if you're... Uh, a creative type in general, uh, go listen to his interview on off camera. It's a really awesome. It's like an hour long interview. It's really good and in depth. And then they reference uh, the fact that Dave Grohl had in 2013 done the music keynote address at South by Southwest. And so I looked that up on YouTube. What is the music keynote so address? South by Southwest does. Yeah, it's in a showcase. Austin. Right. And it does a showcase Austin, of movies. Texas. And music and tech stuff and whatever. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize there was all that other stuff. I only ever hear about the music part. Um, I but they also do South by Southwest is also a film festival. Huh. So it they do all these different things, but the, Maybe for I'd the music for the music part of it, uh, Dave Grohl came out and was the I guess but the year before it had been like Tom Petty or somebody like that, and <laughs> and th- then it was Dave Grohl and and you can look it up on YouTube and it's. Maybe another half an hour long keynote speech. This guy is such a great storyteller. You got to check out each of those videos. They're, I'm telling you to watch them. You'll, you never will, I'm sure. But I won't, you should. But I'll try to remember. Um, and then I was just kind of, I start, that made me start listening to some old Foo Fighters again. And, uh, and then the news came out. They have a new album coming out this fall. Um, and uh, when, did they, when, when did they get five members in the band? Didn't well, they start out with three? No, I think it was four. Was it? And then... Sure. Um, I, I'm remembering the video... Taylor Hawkins um, has been like the number two guy all along, the drummer. And then yeah. Pat Smear is uh, on Pat again, Smear. off again. Terrible name. I think, he, I think that's the point. Uh, he was in The Germs or something before that. Okay. Um, but he was, he's been an on again, off again member, but I think he's officially like with the band now. Um, and they did... Yeah, he was actually out of the band for quite a while. Yeah. Um. He was uh, the fourth member of Nirvana, basically. Yeah, that was during... um, The live MTV Unplugged thing he was in there. That was during Dave Grohl's uh, Queens of the Stone Age run. No, I'm talking about he was in Nirvana. Oh, okay. I was talking about when he left the band, sorry. Oh. Different wavelength. Okay, yeah, you you mean you weren't listening. Um, but what? (laughs) 33%. That, that's the that's the uh, uh, running gag. Is that Rob only hears thirty three percent of anything anyone ever says? Thirty. Well, it's not anything of, and it's just you know if I'm not paying attention, that's what I pull in. <laughs> I hear about a third of it. Usually, the last most of it comes occurs in the last part of whatever anyone said, and right. Then I'll ask a question or make a comment about something that somebody literally just said about ten seconds. So we'll we'll it. be sure to to. I'll just throw a little thirty three percent. Whenever Rob obviously missed something during the podcast. Fair. That's, um, that's fair. Uh, so he's they got a new album coming out. It's their first one since 2011's Wasting Light. Did you listen to that album? Um, what I, I'm not very good with album titles. Oh. What was on that one? Um, I can actually pull it up and play a couple things because <clears> I don't remember the exact names of the songs. But um, it was a great album. And, and he recorded it in his garage with the band on tape, on audio tape. They like magnetic tape. Um, some great. Oh songs. yeah, yeah, I know this one. Bridge burning. Was yeah, the I got first. this. I got this album. They even put little, like they chopped up the original audio tape after it had been recorded and mass produced, and put little pieces of it in the first. I don't know, ten thousand albums or whatever. Huh? A little inch of magnetic tape. They're like, here, now you have a piece of the actual recording. <laughs> no, but you did. Like, and if you could play it, it'd be like, oh. Uh, Serp. <laughs> um, Rope was the next. I think this might have been the first single off this one. Yeah, that's a good song. I like how it break, 
great stereo stuff like on this one i'll have to see if i can re- put this podcast out in stereo so you can hear it right i love when it just like cuts in yeah starts rocking let's see if we can get to the chorus here I think this was if it's hard to pick a best one, but I think this is my every album they do is my new be- favorite album of theirs. Really? Like they it's always cool. top it. Um, I, I've never been disappointed know, with a new I, I Foo think, Fighters album. I think Color and Shape still my favorite. That's a classic, but I don't know. I just every album they do excites me more than the last one. So yeah, you get a little musical boner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dear Rosemary, a, a toner. Dear Rosemary has, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy singing um, with him on it. Hey, Mike, who sings this song? I do. (laughs) I can't remember the name of the guy, uh, but oh, it's the guy from Husker Du. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that band I've never heard of? (laughs) It's because you don't pay attention to anything. Okay, people, please help me out. On the Facebook, please put if you've ever heard of Husker Do. Husker Do. Husker Do. I mean, if I'm wrong, you know, show me. But I'm willing to bet that at least 75% of the people have never heard of that band. This song's called Arlandria. Which so is all three of you, let me all know. All three people. <laughs> if you're not too busy, if you could stop by the Facebook page. Anyway, uh, that, was their, that was their 2011 album. So it's been a few years now, but not too long. It's been three years. Um, and it's going to coincide. The release of the album is going to coincide with a new HBO TV series that Dave Grohl is going to host. Um, cool. Which we don't know anything about it at the point of this recording, I think. But um, uh, it's just going to show them recording the album. No, I That's think he's show? doing. No, he's doing a TV show about rock music or something like that. He is to me. Dave Grohl is like the last great rock star. He's. Uh, the guy is just watch these things and you'll understand the videos I was mentioning and you'll know what I mean. But of the rock stars out there that are still doing the rock thing, like for example, Axl Rose, who I'll bring up in another story here in a minute is out there. He's recording music, but he stopped being Axl Rose a long time. Yeah. You know, Axl Rose is somewhere inside that big fat guy. (laughs) Axl Rose is more of an idea at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and don't get me wrong. I, I, Maybe I'm the only one who heard it, but I really like the last Guns N' Roses album that came out in like 2007 or 2008 or something like that. Chinese Democracy. I loved it. I I love I, how he really like messes with your head with the title. <laughs> You're like, hey, no, there's, do no, you know, there's no democracy in China. He had that album title forever. And we knew that that was the title of the album for like 14 years before it came out. And, it, and Dr. Pepper... I'm putting out this new album. It's called Chinese Democracy. No, he just always kept saying... It comes out 14 years from now. <laughs> no, he never said when it was coming out. He just kept saying, Chinese Democracy is the next Guns N' Roses album. And he kept saying that and saying that and saying that. Even Dr. Pepper did a promotion where they said, if this album ever comes out, because we're betting it won't, everybody gets a free Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, made they, good. Yeah. They made good. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. You, you, If you got the album and showed proof of purchase, you could, for like, uh, I don't know, for like a year, they would yeah. give you one free. Um, I Or you you know what you had to do? You had to go on their website and log the proof of purchase number, the serial number of your album that you bought, and you could get a free Dr. Pepper. So for the case, for the, just for the pure, um, like, so I know it happened. I went and did it, and I got my free Dr. Pepper. You're a stud. Nice. I just was like, is this really happening? I got to make sure. <laughs> this is so weird. But I loved that. Um, speaking of Axl Rose, uh, he was ranked today, just in the news today, I believe. <laughs> he looks kind of like, I don't know, he's starting to look more and more like Meatloaf. <laughs> Or kind of like Eddie Eddie Izzard, if he dressed up like Axl Rose right there. (laughs) That's what he kind of looks like. Yeah, this picture is not the most flattering of Axl Rose. I I don't imagine there has been a flattering picture of uh, Axl Rose for quite some time. No, he's getting in better shape. I think this is an old picture from around the time that uh, they came on the MTV Music Awards or Video Music Awards about, I don't know, back when I was in college, like 10 years ago. And everyone was like, was, oh, my God, it's Axl Rose. Oh, my God, it's Axl Rose. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, he Pat was... Pat Oswald joke where he runs out 
This is a big comeback tour. He runs out to sing Welcome to the Jungle and he runs all the way from off stage, grabs a microphone. Welcome to the to the jungle. We got fun and games. Wait a minute. You, you can't tell that joke. That's not a Louis C.K. joke. It's I, I can quote Patton Oswald if I choose. We'll see. Um, Axl Rose ranked as the greatest vocalist ever. What's your, well, rea- what What's your reaction to that? Uh, I would ask the person who wrote this or who ranked him to, you know, the show inter- your work, introduce me or introduce them to this little guy. I like to know named Freddie Mercury. I, that's who I thought of first, too. Like, how is this guy not like the consummate showman, songwriter and singer? Yeah, he's um, like one of the greatest rock stars of all time. So the, <laughs> this is a really unscientific, admittedly. Uh, it, the, the article says it's a rare occasion when anyone not named Axl Rose has anything nice to say about Axl Rose. <laughs> but according to a mostly unscientific chart posted by the mostly travel scientific, the travel website concert hotels. <laughs> this is a survey or something or a, I guarantee, a study. I guarantee Axl has this plaque from from them on his wall. I'm somewhere. like, is this greatest vocalist ever from concert hotels? Now I know that. Uh, Guns N' Roses is starting a residency in Las Vegas, so they're going to be doing like 20 shows in some Las Vegas hotel. I'm like, is that, <laughs> is this a tie-in? What is this? Yeah, um, right? But according to them, Axel is the greatest vocalist of all time. So what this basically says is they took a bunch of categories, and he has the greatest range, according to these guys, that uh, it's it says it's a bit odd that the chart claims that his low notes were below those of the king of lows, Barry White. And it would be quite nice if what? lovely colors came with the same evidence, with some evidence to back up such claims. Yeah, I, when I mean, I can How remember. How do you have lower lows than Barry White? No, Barry White has no lower. There's nothing there lower is, than Barry. There's nothing lower. Um, there is none lower than Barry. <laughs> his his balls must have been just absolutely gigantic. Because like that, he, he did use a wheelbarrow. People, yeah, people have reported exactly. Um, it was and it the, was covered under his moo-moos that he would wear. <laughs> And on the high side of the scale, Rose... Actually, I just heard he had two midgets standing underneath him, him holding him up. This is a full-time gig. Well, it was like <laughs> 16 hours a day. Um, but on the high side of the scale, Rose can apparently outpitch the likes of Aerosmith's Steven Tyler and Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant. And those three claims are at best suspect. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it's a weird thing that... Uh, I was. This is another name that came up is Mariah Carey. Like, how can he outpitch Mariah Carey? I think she has no. It said he's bested by Mariah Carey. The only. Oh, that's right. The, uh, the only. So they had these different categories. Um, the only chart of the three that Axel doesn't top for the highest note is Mariah Carey. Uh, oh, where Aguilera. he is bested by Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, and Prince. Who? Yeah, he gets way up there. Yet somehow he outranks a handful of other performers known for the top end of their vocal range. So this is a weird. This seems like they just gave him way too much credit. If you rearrange the letters of the person who did this study, does it spell Axel Rose? <laughs> yes. It's by Roxel Ace. Roxel um, yeah, I don't know. This was a weird thing. I just had to throw it up there because the guy is not only kind of washed up, but, you know, OK, if you wanted to go like who is the greatest rock singer? OK, I'd see him being in the top five. Yeah, but uh, it, I don't know. <laughs> this is a weird thing. Yeah, I I would even argue that Robert Plant was better than he was. I mean, yeah, uh, persona, I voice, like, but he wasn't as angry as Axel. The whole get in the ring kind of attitude, yeah, was but, much I mean, more rock that, and roll than anything Robert Plant ever did, which was yeah, just like I'm going to do drugs and have sex with many women. I'm just going to make Goodbye. a bunch of sounds in this microphone right now, and <laughs> you ladies are all going to fall for it, aren't you? I think yeah, you, I can I can see you falling for it right now. <laughs> But we are going to um, wrap it up in the next... I, I have so much stuff here I wanted to get to, but we may not... Did, did you hear who died? Uh, no. H.R. Geiger. Oh, all right. You know his work from... Was he over 50? Yeah, yeah. He died at 74, so you know okay. what? Not a problem. Nope, everything's good. Good to go. Uh, he actually didn't die from old age. He had a he uh, bonked his head really hard somehow. He had a head injury that wow. uh, eventually killed him. Uh, he was 74 years old. You people out there in Radio Land know his work probably best from the Alien films. Yeah, he created the Alien. Um, yeah, he created the look and the and the whole design of these aliens. Uh, it was actually 
uh, I don't know if it was Ridley Scott who came to him and said, I want the aliens to look like your paintings, but he had this one painting. It was a painting of this alien looking thing. And he said, we want it to look this way. But basically the alien's head in the painting was a big penis. <laughs> well, I mean, that. So Makes and, sense. I, and I'm not looks that's like. not shocking for anyone who's familiar with his work because that's what a lot of his artwork was was very sexualized and um biological. It was kind of mixing bio- biology and mechanics and then highly ex- highly accentuated sexualized imagery. So you're mixing astronomy, biology, chemistry and zoology. <laughs> yes. Science and technology. <laughs> So that was for you, Reuven. <laughs> um, so anyway, he he's dead. <laughs> Reuven? No, no. Reuven, oh. As far as I know, Reuven's good, good to go. He's fine. Okay, thank God. Um, and then uh, in some other science news, which H.R. Geiger is not science news, but he mixed no. some anatomy in there. And anatomy is a lot to do with our next story, which is that the biggest dinosaur that we have ever found was just unearthed in Argentina. Wow. And it is called the um, uh, Titanosaur. Nice. Like it's a titan. It's a good name. Um, and so because Godzilla is out in the theater, do you want to go see Godzilla this week? Gojira? Gojira. I've heard yeah. good things. I need to see Spider-Man, Godzilla, mm. and X-Men. Yes, X-Men for sure. But Spider-Man, eh, might be able to wait till Blu-ray or whatever. Mm, okay. Um I don't know. It seemed like it'd be a cool movie to watch on the big screen. It was fun. I went and saw it. In fact, we will jump from the from the Titanosaur since we're kind of running low on time. I will jump to the other movies I wanted to talk but about. Wait, how big was Titanosaur? Real, 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 real big. But he's oh, a okay. he's a meat eater, so he won't hurt you. Um, you mean he's a he's an herbivore? Herb- I, yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? A meat eater? He's a veggie saw. Did I say he's a meat eater? Yes, so he won't, you did. Because you're made of vegetables, so yes. he won't hurt you. Shh! Don't tell people. That's <laughs> my secret. Um. So you get that roundup away from me. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know how you spray cats when they're being bad with a water bottle? If yeah. Rob ever acts up, I just shoot him with some roundup. <laughs> He's like, oh, the pain, the pain. What a world, what a world. Um, it kills me down to the roots. <laughs> so, okay, hang on. I had a list here. Um, yeah, so I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, nothing to write home about. Still a fun comic book movie. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, everybody was complaining about it, and I don't know why. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was a fun movie. Popcorn flick. Take it, take it for what it is, because there's, if you're taking it was a these, flick. if you're taking these comic book movies so goddamn seriously, because you're like, it's our legacy as comic book fans, then this movie might disappoint you. But it's not a bad movie. It's fun. I went and saw it by myself, because I was bored one day, and I was just like, I haven't seen this movie. I'm going to go. And I, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see any movies while you were uh, in Hawaii? Uh, well, not when I was in Hawaii, oh, but on my there. way there and back. Um, I can't remember if I saw anything new. Well, um, I didn't see a ton of new oh, stuff. Oh, I saw the Wolverine movie, where it's just any, called The Wolverine, and yeah. it was very eh. Yeah, okay. It was meh. So, but was it... If you'd seen it on the big screen, would you go, eh, it was fun, kind of like I just did with Amazing Spider-Man 2? Uh, I, I guess... But not great, I huh? guess. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was disappointing. Yeah. Um, and then I watched I watched three movies at your house. After I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I saw two more movies. And all three of these movies had the same dude in it. <laughs> I wasn't planning on watching it because of this guy or anything, but he just kept popping up. And sequentially, in as many days, I watched three movies that all had Dean De- DeHaan or DeHaan or DeHaan. I'm, I don't know how you say it, but it's... D E capital H A A N. I'm gonna say Dahan. Dahan. Um, good actor. The guy. He looks like a young good actor. He's a good actor. <laughs> I say like I'm defending him. Like someone was attacking him. Like no, he's, yeah, I, he's good. Um, no, he. I was just talking about what a terrible actor he was earlier. So yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And now he's a good actor, Rob. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. Um. <laughs> uh, so. He's in Spider-Man 2. He plays Harry Osborn, who eventually turns into someone else, and I won't give that away. No, don't. He turns into Spider-Man. No! <laughs> I didn't hear that because I was shouting no. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, and then I watched... Uh, I came back to your house, and I watched the Metallica documentary. It's a film a filmed concert, right? Yeah. Concert documentary. But they also incorporated... Uh, it's called Through the Never. 
And it's from the last tour, which actually looked like an awesome stage show to be at. Still have never seen Metallica live. I haven't either, but it's. I hope it happens soon because we got it next time. You don't know how much longer we're going. I'm down. It's going to be like two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. Got to do what you got to do. It's Metallica. And Um, we'll just tell people we went to three different shows and spent the same amount of money. Right. Oh no, we we got all tons of t-shirts and it's awesome. I caught fourteen drumsticks. guy just kept throwing them at me so through the never was kind of cool i mean it definitely looked cool but the thing that was different from most concert videos is that they threw in like a film into the middle of it and it's about dean DeHan is like this delivery boy and first he shows up uh at the concert hall and as he walks he, he parks underneath the concert venue and he walks down a couple corridors and he runs into everybody that's in the band little briefly vignettes and he's he's told to go uh Pick up, take this can of. Hey Dean, gasoline. would you go through the never and grab me a beer real quick? <laughs> he has to go pick something up, and they give him some gas. They don't give him money for gas. They give him a can of gas instead of just giving him money for his gas for his run. And he has to go pick something up and bring it back. And he pops a pill in the beginning, so we don't know how much of what we see is real, but it mm. looks like it's all totally in his head, and he's tripping out. And so it cuts in between songs, and sometimes during the song to the action of him as he's left the concert, which is kind of a bummer because he's like, I wanted to stay and see Metallica. Because <laughs> he's, he's wearing a Metallica shirt. He's got a Metallica logo on the back of his badass leather jacket. And they're like, here, go do this. And he's like, but Me- Metallica's on stage right there. I want to see that. Can't we wait two hours? Nope, got to go. That's why I hired you. All right. <laughs> Anyway, I won't spoil that one. It's not a good story, the movie that they put in. It looks really cool. It's filmed beautifully. There's no reason for this story (laughs) to be in it. No plot. Almost no plot, but it's some cool action. Other than that, there's nothing to it. And then I saw, um, what did I tell you I watched? Oh, uh, The Place Beyond the Pines, which has been out for maybe a year now. Good movie, totally cool. Dean DeHaan pops up in it. (laughs) I was just like, what is, why is this kid following me everywhere? Dean DeHaan. DeHaan. DeHaan Solo. Um, so that was those were some of the movies I saw. I also watched The Way, Way Back at your house. Never heard of that? Nope. It's nope. um it's Don't know anything comedy movie it. with, um, why can I never think of his name? Um, I don't know, but you should make that disgusting sound while you think about it. If I stick my tongue out just right, I'll remember it. Uh, it's probably not that important. Uh, he was in Iron Man 2. He was kind of the bad guy, but not the bad, bad guy. Oh, uh, right? Yeah. I should know his name. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. No, not Mickey Rourke. The guy who hired Mickey Rourke. Oh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Thank you. So Sam Rockwell's in this movie. He's hilarious. Um, Steve Carell is uh, one of the main characters. Uh, Tony Collette. It's it's kind of a... It's about sitting in the cargo compartment of a, of a station wagon. Yes. In the way, way back. The kid's sitting in the opening of the movie. He's They're going out to summer vacation... And he's sitting in the way, way back of the of the station wagon. So you're making a joke, but you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> That's what I think um, of when I hear way, way back. Great movie. And tell me his name again. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I knew there's an I knew it began Dean with an Don. S. And I kept I kept wanting to say Scott something, but no. Um, Sam Rockwell is becoming my one of my favorite actors, especially in this movie. He's just you just fall in love with this guy. You want him to be your big brother. It's really a great movie. Nice. Um, now to get to the big movie news, we got our first look first at the Batmobile, which was it was a tweet that was sent out by Zack Snyder. I'm not going to show it to you, but every, everybody can find it. So you saw that. But then he says, here's a here's a hint. And tomorrow we're sending showing you the whole thing. It was the back of the Batmobile with a, a tarp draped over it. So we thought that the next day we were going to get to see oh the whole Batmobile be revealed. Instead, he gave us the bat. There is Ben Affleck, Batfleck, <laughs> Batfleck. There he is. What do you think of awesome. that? He's got. He's rocking the short Batman ears. Short stubby ears. The short stubby Batman ears. Like the big fat bat on the on the chest. Did you see that? No, it's so, hard to tell. It's all. It's just all black. Right. It's it's pretty much taking up his entire pectoral muscles there. Um. I'm trying to blow it up for for us and a, here. And a more Batmobile looking Batmobile than was in the Bat the yeah, Batman Begins. The series. Batman well the um Christopher Nolan Batman. Well he doesn't get his car till the Dark Knight, right? <clears throat> no, he gets it in the he has it in the first one. 
Does he? Oh, that's right. That's right. There's a huge rooftop chase. Yeah. Um, and Trevor had on rooftop somehow. Well, you know, in Chicago, you can. Um, so yeah, this is this awesome picture. And from what it's a black and white picture, but it, hopefully it, it's all a dark suit. I really dig that it's the cape comes around the, to the front. Um, short stubby ears and wait the, the cape comes around to the front you're happy about the yeah because sometimes like, it it looks like it could wrap you know how in the cartoons and the comics sometimes he's just standing there and the thing oh, is yeah. just draping around him completely yeah, well, covering him basically the cape and it's the like, only reason the it's cape, like a bath a bathrobe yeah but the only reason the h the only reason you see his entire suit is because he puts his arms out and pushes the cape behind him it looks like there's more of that going on in this one yeah, maybe which is kind of like the first movie um and so anyway this this looks badass to me. What do you think? I mean, it looks like Batman standing by the Batmobile. Like, you just think it just looks like Batman? I mean, compared to the other bat suits and everything, and and I, I'm kind of a fan of the longer bat ears. I always have been, but I mean, whatever. I mean, it looks it. He looks like Batman. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think it looks really cool because I, I, it's, I'm not going to say anything about how cool it is or isn't until I see the movie. So what uh, you may not know, but a lot of fans are saying about this suit is that. It looks like the uh, the Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry, not not Rises. That's the movie. The Dark Knight Returns, drawing of, of Batman from Frank Miller's 1986 uh, comic book run that he did. Uh, probably the most famous or, or more, at least most celebrated comic Batman comic book run ever. Um, so it's it seems like it's an homage to that. Is that a Joker face on the left? Like I kind of looked at that. It looks Joker like on face? the tire back here on the tire. There looks like a a big smiley face or like I think it's just <laughs> an apparition of the smoke and the shadows and stuff. But maybe, maybe not. What I did see was that the cinematographer for the film posted a picture of a playing card uh, that was like had been tossed and and the sharp edge of it stuck in a wall. Mm hmm. And he just tweeted that and said, like, we're on the shoot or shooting today or something like that. So I mean, there, there may any, be a Joker in this movie. Is there any, like, is there any Batman villain that would be as interesting as Joker is in a movie? You know what? I mean, they it, tried to do, like, Penguin and right, obviously Riddler and Two-Face. The, and, here's why I think the Joker is, we could talk all day about this if we wanted to get super nerdy. But I think the Joker is great for Batman because he is... The anti-Batman, he is... Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they share a lot of similarities. Right, too. so he's like a mirror image because Batman is a person who has basically gone nuts, but he's controlled it by saying, I'm going to let my nuts side be the Batman. <laughs> let my nuts take no, care of the city. My crazy side, I meant. Um, be the Batman. I'm going to dress up like a, a bat. I'm going to drive this crazy car. I'm going to like you know run around on rooftops and be a complete maniac. Badass. For, badass, but it's because he's fighting for the good people, right? The good side. And then normal side over here. So he split his craziness from his sanity. Um, the Joker says, no, my my normal person is craziness, but I'm cr as crazy as you are. So it's a mirror image, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the Dark Knight movies, it was about uh, Batman's trying to keep justice and, and order in Gotham City. And you know, keep a, a system going. Whereas the Joker's just like, no oh, man, chaos. <laughs> chaos is the natural is the is the natural order of things. And so he's just like, I just want chaos. I don't want I just want to see things play out in a form of entropy that eventually leads to um, you know, total destruction and chaos some, from order. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Pat Sajak's a little nuts. Speaking of crazy people. Yeah. Did you hear about this? This just happened today. Uh, he tweeted, I now believe global warming alarmists are unpatriotic racists, <laughs> knowingly misleading <laughs> for their own ends. Good night. Good. And then ends that statement with good night. And then he, I, I love, I, yeah, the, the use of the word racists really confuses yeah, what? me. And right before that, I guess. No, a couple weeks, a, a week or two before that, he wrote, very hot weather equals, we're all going to die. Very cold weather is, there's a difference between climate and weather, moron. Uh, what the fuck is up with I Pat Sajak? I, these are weird. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm all the Botox is going to his brain. 
Oh my god! Uh, and I this, didn't tell you Pat Sajak ruined our Hawaiian vacation. Do tell. <laughs> we we decided to go to the other side of the island, and Hawaii being being the biggest of the islands. Yeah. Uh, it took us an hour and a half to get to the other side of the island because we wanted to go to these botanical gardens that were there. Right. It's supposed to be a really nice hike. Um, beautiful gardens everywhere, and at the end, there's this really big waterfall. Uh huh. So we get there and we go into the we go into the gift shop and they're like, sorry, the gardens are closed. We're like, what? It's like 1230, 1230 on a Tuesday. Like, why would they be closed? And they're like, they're filming an episode of Wheel of Fortune here. And so they've completely closed the garden off to the public. Say Jack! <laughs> I said to her, I'm like, are you guys going to give me a signed picture of Pat Sajak for ruining my vacation? <laughs> Who had a signed picture of uh, they didn't. Pat Sajak? No, do you, there's a character in pop culture who has one framed on his wall. Oh, God. Uh, I don't recall. Um, I'm trying to think of the name yeah, of the character. Yeah, no, you don't even know. No, I'm, I know who it is. I'm trying to think of the name of the character, but um, Martin Short's character that he always, oh, my God, I must say. Oh, Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley. <laughs> he was like in <laughs> love with Pat Sajak. <laughs> Thank you very much, I must say. Yeah, yeah that's a that great was a character. weird I oh, love that character. I just a weird love character it. to me. I didn't get it. He actually came back on SNL and did a. He was hosting not maybe a year ago, and he did Ed Grimley. And uh, he took time out of his busy schedule <laughs> to come and do SNL. He does a lot of stuff. You just no, don't pay doesn't. attention. He does nothing. What do you know? He hasn't that... done anything since Clifford. <laughs> God, and it wasn't even a bit about a oh, big I'm red sorry, dog. Maybe, maybe Father of the Bride too. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Uh, We'll be back with you another one next week. This is Mike. And I'm Rob. Catch you later. Man, that shit was dope. Dope.